Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How are we then, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller. That guy, Luke Moles here. Premier League's over. Deal with it, guys. That man, Jim Campbell's here. All right. And Hartlepool's Pete Donaldson. DJ Khaled. Welcome one and all, good to have you with us. Um, John Motson, not going to be on our screens and our ears anymore. No. Sad. I think not, he's earned a break, personally. Not, <laughs> not officially, years. anyway. Not officially. He'll be back. He might be doing children's birthdays or bar mitzvahs or whatever, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> it won't be on our screens, though. No. It or does it shouldn't seem be. to me like this is about the fifth time this has happened. I thought he... was he? Did he stop doing Five Live last year or yeah, something? Was that the deal? Or? Doing live games at some right, point. And he, okay. It's been quite a long sort of farewell tour, isn't it? Uh, the long kiss goodnight. I know he, yeah. oh he announced this season, or was it this season, that he was going to finish. Yeah. Mm. I had the great uh, honour of, uh, of of having a little chat and interviewing him. Did you really? Uh, in December. Okay. okay. At the FSF Awards. And uh, charming chap. Was he? I called him Jonathan at one point. So, I, I oh, basically yeah. was saying, I was going to just say to him, it's on YouTube somewhere, I think. And I said to him, I was just a bit like, you know, thank you for all what you've done in the game. It's been a pleasure, blah, 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 blah. And I just sort of a bit went a bit too over the top and called him Jonathan. 
Right. And he, and he, what and did I, he said, say? I said, oh, sorry about that. And he laughed and he went, oh, don't worry about it, Mark. <laughs> oh, right. So he got my name wrong on purpose Flipped as well. it on, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, his name is Jonathan, though, isn't it? Well, but everyone calls him John. Yeah, I know, but it's still his name. So I'm, um, can, I'm yeah, surprised. Mark is not my name. <laughs> no. Despite what you think, Peter. <laughs> Marcus, I'm surprised that you um, don't do an impression of John Watson. Because mm. he's quite an interesting, like an easy mm. guy to do. Uh, t- yeah, true, but I'm all about Barry. Jonathan, John Watson's name isn't Jonathan, by the way, Pete. It's J-O-H-N. What, that's uh, I thought he, no. you had to be called Jonathan, then you converted it. No, he's called John. <sighs> Definitely. Oh, there you really? Right, yeah. Manish, like do you know Manish Bassin? He does a brilliant John Watson impression. It's one of the best impressions I've ever seen. Go on, then. Do uh, Manish's I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. Fair um, enough. I think that'll be, that'll be the legacy of John Watson. Remember when we, remember we, can you do Roger Moore doing John, John Watson? <laughs> No, I can only, no. You thought about it. You winding up there. I can only do like a bastardised version of Roger Moore, which now sounds nothing like Roger Moore. Right. Jim can do an impression of his friend doing an impression of Donald Trump. Can you? Um, I, I sort of. But... <laughs> oh, you bottled it, Jim. Oh. No, I don't really want to do it. Spells are you're the, you're the, you're the impression. That's a shame. That is a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. Uh, but yeah, well done to Jonathan Motson. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I John should... Motson. I mean, uh, like he had, the, he's got the BAFTA now. And he's, and he's got a mention on the Ramble, so... Yeah, that's, that's all he, he wanted. That's what he was aiming he's for. He's got a nicer mention this time on the Ramble, and well done, Luke, for being disciplined there. <laughs> I just always prefer Barry David. That's fine. That's yeah, not but, the time to be talking about that. We should be being respectful to Jonathan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years. Yeah. 50 years at the BBC. We've been not far off this from the Ramble. <laughs> tell you what, not too far at all. Uh, but it was a, it was a lovely last day. Wasn't it for a lot of people across the continent? Yeah, especially on this island, ridiculous score lines popping up here, there, and everywhere. Nice weather as well. Very nice weather, Peter. Mm. Spurs are sort of God's gift to the last day of the season. <laughs> they really I are. Mean, last last season they won seven one. Yeah. The season before that they were beaten five one by Pete Donaldson's Newcastle United. Yeah, they were also right. pretty good on the last day. Yeah, yeah. It has to be said. Oh, we'll we'll come to them. Don't yeah. You and then Spurs beat Leicester five four. What An incredible a superb game! game. Yeah. A yeah, lovely way for for Wembley to finish its uh, Premier League run. Also as well. Well, with the, you know, with the World Cup coming up, for Kane and Vardy to just put on a show like that, oh, gets yeah. you, gets also, you a tingly, yeah, that, I got a bit excited. Oh, Pete got excited for England. <laughs> what a way for Harry Maguire to stake a claim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's look at the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's said the keeper situation. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane did say afterwards. He said, "If I'd been playing against the likes of Harry Maguire every week, I'd have definitely won the gold." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, Kane reached thirty goals for the season. Of course, Vardy got twenty. Kane 30. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously Mo Salah's been absolutely brilliant and um, broke another record, of course, getting that 30-second goal and so on <laughs> and so forth. And I know Kane scored in that game where it seemed a bit crazy, but only two behind him. You know, let's not forget Let's not forget Harry Kane. I, th- I think yeah. we get excited about Mo Salah because he scores very different goals. Like well, he's, the, he's a much more skillful player. He's, and he's, he's new. He's, yeah, he's a new toy. He's right? new. He's it's, lovely to watch. He's a little lineup <laughs> kind of chap. And he's, and he's scored an absolute hatful. And it's perfectly mm. acceptable and keenly encouraged to get excited by Mo Salah. Yeah. Mm. All I'm saying is, don't don't forget old Harry. Well, Harry, Harry. Has, yeah, he's improved his, his return for the last three seasons, hasn't he? And he's, also, he's still yeah. got that bizarre August thing. Yeah. Um, I did a month is, out in March. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's impressive. He's got 41 in all competitions um, this season. Has he, he proved that he's not a one-season wonder? Well, get in there. He, he hasn't proved <laughs> How long's he's not a, a four-season wonder, has he? <laughs> yeah. How old is he now? 22, 23? Uh, no, he's 24. Is he 24? <laughs> I, got, yeah. I would have got there eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You kept going. Just keep counting up. Oh, was he? One, two, three, four. <laughs> England should play Vardy and Kane up front, Shelby behind them, and then a seven-man defence. We'll, we'll get on to Shelby, but I, I might have turned a corner with my oh, opinions. Oh, God. Mark. Here we go. I'm getting involved. Get involved. Hey, 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 hey. Jim, it's just you and me, mate. <laughs> Batting down the hatches. Yes. Marcus is making lad noises. It's yeah. all about to go south. <laughs> 
Oi, I'm just a lad at the end of the day. <laughs> a hashtag uh, lad. <laughs> I'm the laddiator of this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, g- uh, lovely stuff at Spurs. I mean, a 5-4 is always a pleasing scoreline yeah, unless welcome. you're a Barcelona fan. Especially if it's East 5 versus 4-5. Oh, well, absolutely <laughs> right. East 5-4, five, 4-5 four, four, five, five is what you want. That nice. is a bit tricky. Yeah, that's what that you want. That is a bit tricky, uh, to be fair. Uh, but it was, a, it was a good way to Spurs to finish their season. Of course, uh, I, I hate to sort of bring this up again, but the comments from Pochettino... No, bring it up, Mark. Savour <laughs> <laughs> it. Could he be in the frame for the Arsenal job, Jim? Would you be up for that? <laughs> I, I, I find it interesting the way the media are reporting this because I did my due diligence... Of course you did. ...and dug out um, the full transcript mm-hmm. of the press conference. And, and it's important comments, to do that. All the comments he said. Mm. And if you had just read those unalloyed with no sort of spin on it or no headline or anything, you wouldn't be yeah. even bringing it up because um, it seems to me that they want to, that the media want to sort of get a story there and they know that, um, that Pochettino is an exciting manager and all the rest of it. And, and to, to me, it's just a bit odd. They can't just be. It's almost like. But then it's almost could, like we can't have nice things. Yeah, but, so we're going to try and unsettle. But, then, yeah, but, but you could argue there's no smoke without fire. Yeah, I mean, but those, those I mean, comments are in there. Yeah, you know, the, the words came out of his mouth, didn't they? They're absolutely sort of. Yeah. I think they're in there to, as a, almost a little challenge to Daniel Levy, really, aren't they? Because the net spend that Pochettino has spent over four seasons is forty point two five million. I mean, he's working miracles there. Oh, yeah, with, with that sort of budget. I mean, I know everyone knows he's doing a brilliant job, but that really hits home, like quite how how brilliantly he's got these players um, performing and how canny he's been in the transfer market, and obviously to do that, he's had to sell to buy. And I think <laughs> of course, not under yeah, yeah. well, not you know. <laughs> Not unreasonably, he's thinking we're, we're getting closer and closer to what we want and we do need to sort of kick on now. And it's interesting he used the word risk a lot. Now, moving into a new stadium costs a lot of money. So I think it actually shows Pochettino's confidence in, in what he always talks about as the projects that he feels actually with some investment that might even be a little bit of a financial risk. He can actually deliver with it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I also think human nature plays a part here, which is that, um, you know, that everything in, 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 in Spurs over the last couple of years has been geared up towards this new stadium. Now, you're not realistic, unless you get an astonishingly good offer, you're not real. and I, I, by that I would mean probably a Real Madrid or a PSG, mm. and that's yeah. it, mm. and that's it. Mm. Um, and even then, it depends on his, on the, on his, on his, his own personal mentality. Um, why would you just steward them through this really difficult period of, 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 of instability with a view to getting everyone in this new stadium and not want to walk out in the first game of the season as the manager of the club. I, d- I, d- I, I think with the new stadium thing, it's a bit of a red herring. I, d- I don't think managers really care. Like, they, you know, fans can get all excited about it. There might be teething problems. It's just another um, spanner ready to be thrown into some works to a certain extent. I think those comments are just basically saying, look, I know people are talking about the new stadium is expensive and stuff, but we need to maintain parity. We need to maintain... Uh, Premier League significance and we need to maintain that top four kind of finishing and I think it was just sort of saying look it, it was more just him kind of like sort of saying well next season we still need a, a certain amount of money thrown into into the transfer budget to, for, for but, leaving but Pete the, the overall point is the, the interview that's been picked up by all the newspapers and everything like that is my overall point is just that Read the transcript. Anyone who wants to read it, read it. And, and realistically, if you're being honest, you could extrapolate anything you want out of it. If you, if, you, if you speak for five minutes on a different range of issues about your job and you're asked hard questions, there are going to be points where he's going to sound like, he, he, if, you, if you take it out of context, he's going to think one thing and there's going to be 
instance where he thinks about another. I mean, that, you, that's, you how read... head, that's how pull lines work, though. That's how yeah, of, pull of course it is. Work, but, though, it? Of course it is. But so does that mean we have to bite hook, line, and sinker, and that's the rest of it? I mean, that's okay. it. No, right. but they're, they're in there. They're at, like the, the yeah. But the actual the... quote is: "What the question was: What happens if you don't get what you want, and Daniel Levy doesn't take the risks?" <clears> and Pochettino's actual words are: "I don't say that. I'm talking too much now. After ten months' competition, it is a moment to be a little bit brief. I don't want to take something in a negative. It's like what always happens at the end of the season in, all, in other clubs when the owners or the chief executive to create and analyse the season." and think how we can improve the season, then that's it. Today, yes, 100% I am here. Okay, so I've got a question for you. Who's going to be the next Spurs manager? <laughs> <laughs> Arsene Wenger. There you go. Yeah. Next. I did say I'm sorry to bring this up, and uh, and I'm still sorry, so let's move on. Let's enjoy the game. It's it, the last day well, of the I, season. I was about to say, um, Leicester need to... I mean, well, if Leicester lose Mares, which many people think they will, although they've thought that for a while and he's still not gone, who's going to link up with Vardy? Yeah. That's the question. I mean, Vardy's volley was voted goal of the season. I thought Buffal's actually... For me, for Southampton. Uh, Fardy's was amazing. It yeah. was, but I'd really, I really enjoyed Buffalo. I can't even remember Buffalo. When it he was... took on everybody yeah. and slotted in the corner. Oh, yeah. And, the and Southampton was... goal, Luke. You might remember it from, <laughs> from it being the only thing he did all season. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Remember yeah. Buffalo. When yeah, you picture him, it's, it's that moment. Vaguely, it simply yeah. has to be. It was so long ago, it feels like it was about three seasons ago. He made a contribution in Southampton staying up this season, all right? Yeah. Um, I, I really like Rooney's goal. Just the, the technique on it was, was magnificent from yeah. that far out. Yeah, Ian Nacho's wasn't bad. At the weekend, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? It's yeah. nice to see him get a goal at the end as well. Like, just to sort yeah. of... Because it's been I a funny a season for him, him. same. Yeah. yeah, we did think that, didn't we, when he was at Manchester City? But high expectations, he was never going to play that much. But good to see him uh, among the goals, as you say. He's got a few towards the tail end of this season. The, the positive things for Spurs on that final day were that Kane was so direct. And I hope he's like that for England. I mean, that, I, you could probably have a conversation about whether that's not necessarily the most helpful thing for Spurs overall. Um, but when he's that direct and he's on form, he, he, he seems to just always score. Mm. And if he can do that for England, that'd be great. And the positive thing is that Spurs won the game despite having Dembele, Dyer and Winks all unavailable. That's yeah. played mm. Wanyama and Sissoko in the middle of midfield. Sissoko. Well, no wonder they were, they were shipping goals. <laughs> yeah. So there was a big gap there. Uh, but it, well, I think the one thing that just <coughs> struck me again about Jamie Vardy is uh, he could play for any team in the world. And he'd play like that. I think his confidence and his... his yeah. Against defences like that, yeah. <laughs> well, no, true. But his confidence and his intensity and so on, you know what you're getting with him. And I, I think that's fantastic. And it bodes well. I mean, not that he's going to start for him, because of course it will be Kane. But I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a club... If a cl- I know he's sort of getting on a bit. He's the ideal um, player, Marcus, for England the World Cup this, this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Whether they're losing or winning, yeah. he's the ideal guy to bring on with 20 minutes left. Okay, so he's the guy that Darius Vassell used to be, but actually Fardy's much better. Yeah, I mean... And actually can play a bit and is perhaps a little bit more I think he'd be a bit upset if you compare him to Darius Well, no, but as in Darius Vassell, apart from against Sweden in the, starting, in the opening game of the World Cup, Vassell was the guy to come on and just charge around and, around and kind of... But he was a bit of a headless chicken, whereas Vardy, the way he pressurises defences, it's no wonder in a game like that when the defenders weren't really switched on, he scores a couple of goals. He's just relentless. And I'm saying that he could play for any team in the world his brand is Red Bull is very much so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but he would um, play for any team in the world and he would play like that he's, mm. quite, he's just on I think he's he's almost just like I don't care I know what you mean put I the shirt on me and yeah. I'll go I, I think the really interesting thing about Vardy as well is obviously when Leicester won the league everyone was just thinking is this a sort of perfect storm is this like a team of Michael Ricketts almost that have had this one <laughs> perfect season but Jamie Vardy is like you could argue he's actually perhaps even better now maybe an even more rounded player that, mm. that volley that, that one goal of the season it's, the, the technique on that is absolutely phenomenal yeah. he's more than just a sort of pacey one trick pony yeah. Yeah. he's in such good form at the right time it's so impressive and um, when he scores as well the way he celebrates you can tell it's like yeah 
Uh, he just takes it all in his stride, yeah. you know. I'll be very, I'm very happy with the fact that we're going to start with Kane in the form he's in, and um, he's had a bit of a rest as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then with Vardy to come in, yeah, yeah. As long as they use properly, as long as they don't put like, Vardy out wide and Kane through the middle, and he won't do good. Mm. Trust in Gareth. Vardy's he not won't pick either of them. <laughs> yeah, Vardy won't shrink. Really, there's no chance of him coming off the bench, bench and being a bit nervy and certain mm-hmm. and like you know, exactly. not, not working. It, it, that, mm. And that was part of my point. Um, so we obviously definitely be there. Um, Southgate announces the squad this week, of course. Yeah, exciting times, and let's yeah, move on to all. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, I quite like the way he's doing that. Yeah, I haven't got to do it for another couple of weeks or so, but I'm doing it. Get it out of the way. No yeah. mucking about. Well, because there's the not going to be any. Squad, that's it. There's not going to be any changing his mind, mm. is there? Really? Well, he said there's going to be no surprises, didn't he, Marcus? And let's bear that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on, <laughs> uh, Peter. You were at St James's Park. I was, yeah, for for the uh, for the thrashing <laughs> of Chelsea. Mm. Uh, the Geordie Nation having a lovely old time. Ever, it was a lovely sunny day. I was just, oh, it was drunk. so good. I was drunk. Oh, <laughs> so good. It was so blooming good. I'd spent a ridiculous amount of money getting up there and, and, and the ticket was really expensive. You didn't have to get a helicopter I, up there. Because I didn't, Les did <laughs> Fernand flew me. Were you, were, um, you, were you drinking Guinness because that's black and white as well? <laughs> no, it, my stomach was rather upset. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's smooth. Um, uh, and it was so, like, Chelsea were so awful, but they, Newcastle didn't need to be as good as they were, but they were, irresistible at times they were so solid they would um harry plays they would just take they would just take uh the ball off everyone modiame was just in blistering form wow it's so nice it to was see brilliant yeah and, and the um, flags that's the way you want to remember benitez by right <laughs> <laughs> and it will probably be Benitez's last game and judge did you see alan shearer's scathing comments about ashley when uh, <laughs> yeah. when when, they, when ashley's statement was uh, put out on match of the day when they read through it shearer looked so indignant <laughs> he looked so angry <laughs> what do you say about what do you say about the charity thought, side i take that as a uh, an affront or something what do you yeah say, like, i, I thought to myself he's he's going to swear he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> angry, but of course he's professional. He kept his. We didn't keep his. Well, he kept his cool. He kept disciplined. He just went back backstage and kicked Neil Lennon in the chops, <laughs> <laughs> and then got, and tried to get Newcastle ready. Really Bring me my Lennon. <laughs> 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 Bring me my stress leaden. <laughs> Just squeezing his head. Um, but a top ten finish for Newcastle, Peter. Oh, for a team that were nailed on going down, unlike Didier Khaled hashtag. Um, it was. Um, <laughs> It was a situation that was just like, I just did not see that coming. He's managed to get tunes out of players like Mordiame, players yep. like uh, Paul Dummett. Mm. He's just, they've just been incredible this season, well, like back end. And, and, and I think Jamal Sells taking the ball right in his testicles, uh, which I don't think was shown on match of the day. Mm. He got kicked about as hard as I've ever seen a ball go into a man's testicles. And five minutes later, he was clearing the ball like old Billy. He was, oh, he's fantastic. And you yeah. watch a lot of specialist <laughs> videos about that sort of thing, <laughs> don't you? Testicle say. abuse. Defensively, Newcastle have been excellent. Oh, I mean, they've, they've, they've conceded fewer goals than Arsenal. Um, fewer goals than Everton. Oh, was the yardstick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, necessarily that's more damning about Arsenal, <laughs> yeah. but I take the point. But, they, but their, their defence has been miles better than any team in the bottom half. But after, on after, a shoestring. Yeah. Like, you know. After, what was it, seven or eight games this season when Crystal Palace hadn't scored or won a game, if someone said to you, Newcastle will finish on the same points as Palace this season, would you have been happy with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all on 44. Bournemouth as well. Yeah. Rep- representing the South Coast. Someone's got it. Nice to see. Nice to see, yeah. But uh, yeah, 10th play. I mean, I mean, Benitez. It was such a lovely day out. Oh, I'm it, sure. Like, it was the weather was so nice. lovely. Were you in the strawberry beforehand? I wasn't in the strawberry, no, no. Uh, where did I go? Five guys. I had a five guys. Oh, right. Five guys and some Guinness. Oh my goodness me! Wow. Because <laughs> well, it, it I spent a lot of money on the ticket because it was because um, I didn't get them when they were just on general release. You went to the world's out. most expensive fast food restaurant. 
All right, who, who cares how much a burger costs? For you don't, not obviously. We're men of the people, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I did not go to Greg's. But uh, no, I went uh, and uh, there was like food on and stuff. There was like, a, you would have loved it, Marcus. It was brilliant. Well, they were passing uh, around food. Seats, at the, padded the... seats, food. <laughs> oh, it was the corporate. It was the corporate. I thought you were Sorry. just in the stands <laughs> there passing around. Like, there's say... the cheese board. There it goes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Hang on, though. Just to, just to clarify, when you say padded seats and food, you don't mean five guys. I watched the match from five guys. <laughs> On my phone, on a hooky stream. Sneaking Guinness out of a bag. <laughs> Can I bring this into the mix-up? Um, Jim, you're particularly like this. This is in the running order from Marcus. The Get John John the England Jet campaign picked up yet more pace on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of stuff, dear listener, that we have to deal with every, yeah. every week. Well, they know, they hear it. Yeah. Uh, he was, Pete, this is why you write it. No, no. Over to Pete Donaldson. Is, I am... Go on, Petey. Almost converted... What if, do you mean almost? Well, bring him on. But the thing is, no, no, you, no. I'm not talking if about bring starting. Vardy on, you need to bring him on as well. Yeah, but that's so, so, so you've wasted two substitutes there. You're not wasting two substitutes. <laughs> Why have you got to bring them both on? What do you mean? Because they're both so because Shelby can thread it through. Yeah, because he's oh. just amazing. Oh, I tell, tell you what, then. I like your thinking there. If she, I mean, Shelby, Marcus, Marcus this isn't up to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up to me, but I can Pete. still like Pete's thinking. It made me. It made me Why sad. Why are you doing this? It made me sad that Newcastle aren't thought of in those kind of. They're one of those unfashionable clubs that that don't make England players, and 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 that's because of their league positioning and stuff. But I think we said before, Jamar Sells should have been at least. I agree with that. Kind of thing. But um, I, and I think John Joe Shelby realizing next if he doesn't get the nod, a very late nod at that, with the caveat that obviously uh, no surprises. says no surprises. Mm. Um, I think if he doesn't get the nod, he'd be like, oh well, I'm playing for a club that I'm never going to get an England shout out. I'm never going to get the problem a, is a Pete. He's, so it's, just, bro- it's, too late. it's too late. He's, he's going to be behind. And too many players. I mean, he's going to be behind even even question mark players who play in the middle of the pitch. Um, it's not like, the system, like Wilshire. Wilshire, yeah. but, but, but they but uh, they they made that point in match today, like Wilshire versus uh, Wilshire versus John. Like he's he's played barely any football this season. It's an but embarrassment. I'm not saying it's right. I'm it's an embarrassment. Right. But I, I think, think but the thing is, Southgate has always been very sort of vocal about how he wants to sort of foster. An understanding in the group because mm. it's about making sure that people are comfortable and and that it that it's planned and that it's you know yeah I am just getting excited it, no I, I, look it's the, it's the but way his little face when he got uh, interviewed about uh, it he it couldn't sweet. he couldn't hide the could fact that think, he really wanted to play yeah. could you think of a human being on earth more likely to get sent off and let England out the world <laughs> Cup of the Alley. Yeah, well yeah he's he's up there for sure <laughs> I was gonna a say really hot headed go out there do his you, you know you're wearing the three lions him yeah. going ah just biting someone. Yeah. I can imagine him breaking, <laughs> the, breaking De Bruyne's leg. Yeah. As, as, as uh, reductionist as this sounds, I think I'd take a bit of pride from that. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. What's happened to you? you? No, I'm a plastic uh, piece of patio furniture around. Uh, I jest, of course. Um, no, I think with Shelby, let me be clear. All right. And if we can be clear as I uh, <laughs> shape my hand in a non-pointy fashion like a politician, um, I think that Shelby... Like they said it on match of the day. He gives a different, totally different option. He's not going to start, and it's not in Southgate's plans and so on. And he, he probably won't go, as you say, because there will be no surprises. But as a completely different option, you're saying, you know, bring Vardy on and so on. I think it, I think it should be considered, but it probably won't be. Uh, but we must move on, mm. Peter. If you're finished with your five guys tales and all I really that, ha- I really hope we have moved on from this conversation. Yeah. Well, we, well, we might re- revisit it on Thursday, Jim. If there imagine is a little surprise, if John gets the nod on Thursday, we are going to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna, if we're people say to Southgate, we, you said there would be no surprise. And he goes, well, that's not a surprise. I might not it? come in. Yeah, we're going to have to take our medicine, aren't we? Yeah. Mark is going to be body popping right throughout yeah. the show. Manchester City reached 100 points, much to their delight. I was walking around the house on Sunday just screaming, 10 goal swing, 10 goal swing. <laughs> the Man City did not do their part. No. No. Neither did Swansea. No, true. But even Man you, you City you could have won 12 0. It wouldn't have mattered. You think you could rely on Switch City, though? Not on Swansea, though. That's the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. Crouchy. Right? Crouchy. <laughs> no, I forgot crouchy. about Crouchy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Oh, and one thing we forgot to mention, re Southampton. Um, I'm not sure if, it, if the game fell on a difficult. We didn't. We didn't get a chance to cover it or whatever. But the game where Southampton effectively stayed up against the Swans. Yeah. Did Mark Hughes um, maintain his handshake discipline before going to celebrate with his team? Not no, sure. he didn't. Oh. Hypocrite. Absolutely yeah. hypocr- hypocrite. Can you imagine how many how many arguments he's gotten into about handshakes, which are all irrelevant, <laughs> and he's not even shaking the hand of Carlos Carvey he, for running he, on the pitch? He ignored a child before the match, didn't he? There we go. Yeah. Well, you have to say, though, that Mark Hughes has done a good job at Southampton. Says Robbie Savage. You have to say that, though, don't you? you no, yes, yeah, he's that. kept him up. That was his, that was his assignment. He's kept yeah, him up, Peter. <laughs> Hey, any other questions? No, I didn't think so. Uh, but Swansea, Stoke and West Brom, of course, all down. Mark Hughes said that Man City will become a global power if they continue like this, but they're not there yet. And then he reminded everyone that when he became Man City manager around 10 years ago, I think it was, they were a mid-table side, which is, of course, why Mark Hughes got the job. <laughs> it was nice to see you speaking about um, uh, Swansea and the other teams that are going down. Um, West Brom manager Darren Moore getting a we chatted he's getting chatted to by uh, Roy, Roy the boy yeah. sort of go, arm around him going, a lot of wisdom in that listen chat. this is how you get out of the championship uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> give me a call very... well Hodgson said again that he didn't he hates relegated uh, teams going down doesn't he because he said mm. about West Brom former <laughs> yeah. club of his but it was do you know what was lovely actually at Selhurst Park was the banners for Roy Hodgson and then even West Brom fans chanting his name and mm. I thought for that man to get a you know that kind of send off yeah. or not send off he's not leaving well as far as we're aware um, but 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 that moment, I suppose, after the Iceland game, yeah. he must have just thought to himself, I'm just moving to so the Caribbean infinite. island yeah, or yeah, something. He's, <laughs> he's loved everywhere he's managed in the league. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, definitely. The All the him. major cities in England love him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Don't they just? <laughs> definitely. Every single one. Yeah. Uh, right then, everybody. We are going to talk about Michael Carrick and a few other bits and pieces after this. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's time for correspondence with Pete. It is time for correspondence with Pete. Hello to uh, Chris uh, Nelson. Uh, he wants to uh, flag up the fact uh, Leo Perkovic at Borough. Uh, obviously, they've had a, a pretty important um, um, playoff playoff uh, recently. Yeah, they uh, lost But uh, I took rank as uh, goalkeeping coach. Uh, he <clears throat> left to coach in South America. And oh, yeah. Did you, did you read this story? Yeah, I did. Fascinating and so sad. Like, he yeah. lost his two, two daughters in a car accident. But he came back to Bury yesterday, and he was already really popular. He had he had his own chant for crying out loud, which yeah. is very rare for a goalkeeping coach. Sure, yeah. mm. uh, but he was universally loved by the club, and it, you know, it wasn't a branding exercise, as uh, Chris sort of mentioned. It was just a beautiful speech about why uh, you know a man loves a, a football team or a woman loves a football team, and you know, it was just lovely to see um, the respect. That, yeah, uh, that very, 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 a, a man going through some difficult times. Uh, Matthew Sturgeon, completely other side of the coin. Hello, Ramblers. You mentioned uh, Richard Keys recently. Oh, blimey. Uh, it reminds me of a certain fancy dress night at university. Oh. Oh, hello. Richard Keyes wasn't there, was he? My like, friend, like Bill Murray. My he friend, did he go as a female referee's <laughs> assistant? My friend Sarah had an S-themed fancy dress party for her birthday. Wanted to remain topical. Uh, two friends and I teamed together to go to the Sky Sports sexism scandal. I was assigned... 
I was assigned Richard Keys and went out in a white shirt with a novelty tie, black trousers and brown shoes. I pulled that night, went back to hers. Arriving back at the, uh, the girl's house, my shirt was being unbuttoned and suddenly she changed her mind about the whole thing. I felt that she wanted me as Richard Keys or not at all. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a popular complaint, yeah. that, among, yeah. among the, uh, the, the, the female football fans. So then he just watched David Williams and I play. We said our goodbyes, <laughs> we said our goodbyes in the morning and I never heard from her again. Marcus, as, as the hashtag no, lab correspondent of the Football Ramble, how do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, you found nowhere that? Near, nowhere <laughs> near. <laughs> I'll go nowhere near it. He's the hairiest man on the podcast as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you, you must be an absolute machine when you dress up as keys. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the hands. I don't have the hands. Lads, lads, lads. AKA a weekday. <laughs> Speak, speaking of, um, can we just please, can we, before we move on from this, because Richard Keyes is having a bit of a resurgence on this show. Right. Can I, can I, and I welcome it. Can I, I welcome just say, it. Because I don't want, I don't want this to go uh, unremembered and I want you guys to get involved. Uh, do you remember Richard Keyes tweeting something once and one of our favourite ever uh, Twitter replies? He said so, I can tell him replies said, oh, turn it in Gibbon Mitts. <laughs> <laughs> he had his hands. He had laser surgery on his hands. Donald also had laser surgery on his uh, armpits. Yeah. Can't see him on my glands. <laughs> hey, how much, if you don't mind saying on the show, how much did you spend uh, in getting the sweat glands laser don't, off your arm? Don't answer that, Peter. Just a couple of grand. Don't couple of grand. answer As that. I said it's worth best, every penny. Yeah, best, we don't know the money I spent. Grand a gland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a gland. That's the marketing. That's the marketing. <laughs> yeah. spirit, that's yeah. something else entirely. Uh, yeah. Nadia Watt says, uh, "Good afternoon. I was writing in hope that you would consider changing your podcast music slash interlude, the section that goes dun da 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 no dun." Right. Which um, my husband is always listening to your podcast in the shower, cooking, painting, and it drives me insane. I absolutely hate football with a passion. Oi. There is always games on in my house or the radio, that, and that interlude music section just feels like the final nail in the coffin. I don't mind your chat conversation, uh, but that music's piercing. Like I can hear it from the bedroom if he's in the kitchen or the garden. Just thinking about it at work, I feel on edge. I feel it as a really patronising tone to it. Arg, sorry. Happy Friday, uh, Nadia. Uh, your sincerely, mo- sincerely uh, morning ball and chain. Uh, Nadia, Pete, uh, give uh, Nadia a jingy. It's not, it's not our jingle, is it? It's the aircast. No, 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 no. So oh, noise. It's not ours. So damn. all the way out through reading that email, everyone's going, do the jingle. Point at the, point <laughs> yes. at the jingle Mugger box. Off. Do the jingle. Mug her off. But it's, it's nothing to do with us now. Everything else, everything <laughs> outside of our show, now to do with us. But uh, thank and you for your. So, is that, so she was wrong twice there, because didn't she say Happy Friday? Hello, Mr. Watts. All right. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, yeah, that's about it for us. Uh, Shortthefootballramble.com if you want to get in touch. So you basically read out an email from a woman complaining about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm Sorry, just wondering yeah. what the other listeners are thinking. Go on to shortthefootballramble.com, put them finally composed emails together. Well, one of them stuff. was a... Dr- well, we, do you want another one? No, I don't know. Really. No, I don't think... you had your chance. One of, one of them was a dream uh, from Paul... Who uh, post? It was <laughs> all about Arsenal with... post Wenger in it's a dystopian a future. It's a dream. It they removed matter. the entire North Bank of the Emirates, it's and then they signed a big hitter, Fifty Cent. He scored a perfect <laughs> hat trick in his first game. He bagged himself uh, the perfect hat trick in a nine-five uh, win to Arsenal, and they carried him out of the gaping hall where the North Bank like used to it be. Was his birthday. Yeah. That's yeah. quite good. Actually, yeah. that's actually quite good. It's yeah. not though. Is actually, it? I recently dreamt I met Jeff Goldblum, and he knew what I'd been saying about him. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was still very lovely about it. Were you really anxious? I was, yeah. Yeah, I'm rightly yeah. so. Somebody call himself... Jeff Carl- Goblin finds a way. Somebody self call himself <laughs> Carl Cox has uh, went, gone onto the Safe Store website on uh, safestore.co.uk and basically... Um, asked, well, that's a bit of storage space. Basically inquired as to whether he could get um, a bit of storage space in uh, Portsmouth. 
Okay. Uh, and now we've got Nicholas at Safe Star who thinks it's a gen- genuine uh, request. Sorry, for... why is this coming to us? Is it someone email? Because somebody's just written our email address into the uh, little, into the little spam filter thing. Well, we, oh, could do is, we could do with some stories. That's fine. Not in Portsmouth. No, it'd be a bit inconvenient. So now, so now we've got emails from Nicholas, who's a sales consultant for Safe Star, asking us if we want some help. We don't have to go on. A... Yeah. When we said another email, <laughs> we got to do all of them. Just don't go through the <laughs> yeah. spam filter. What a peek yeah. behind the curtain! Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Nice. To now we un- now we understand that. why you tackle the email section the way you do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. get it, get it. Shall we talk about Michael Carrick? Yes. yes. Manchester United, they they had a nice send-off for him. Although it was only a 1-0 win, of course. Mm, um, but Mourinho said Carrick could become his assistant manager at some point. Yeah, he said, I mean, it, he's implied that heavily, isn't he? He's not, he, Ferrier is, is leaving, him, but, but yeah. Mourinho said he's not actually replacing him. He's sort of changing the setup, so there isn't an assistant manager, but then talked up Carrick's Because he said, he said, nobody in the world is ready to be my assistant. Yeah, yeah, no one in the world is yeah. ready. Yeah. It, it just say no one at the club. Yeah. yeah. No, no one, one at the world my... fancies that job. <laughs> Probably, no one knows my Starbucks order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically you're his punch bag, aren't you? It does not look fun. I know, it but says, it says it all that they oh. finished second and they were last on match of the day on the last yeah. day. Jim Rui Farrier lived the role though. I remember him getting sent to the stands. Yeah, he used to remonstrate all mm. over the place. He was a proper attack dog. He was yeah. the Herman Burgos for Mourinho. Yeah. The, the Mike Phelan. Yeah, the Mike. Yeah, the Mike more than the Phelan. Yeah, for Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, speaking of Carrick retiring though, um, one one of the great uh, quotes about Carrick is from Gary Neville did you read it remind me he said uh, when you play with Michael Carrick you think there is authority control mm. and peace when you run a football pitch playing against Liverpool or Manchester City you need peace around you as well you sometimes don't want people running around like blue ass flies Skulls and Carrick together was peaceful it was like going into a bar and hearing a piano playing it's relaxing listen to some good rock is good and you like that too but sometimes it's nice to listen to a piano Carrick is a piano that's lovely yeah. Carrick that is, is absolutely lovely. like Gary Neville there what a yeah. piano Phil yeah. Neville's brother said that <laughs> <laughs> Neville Neville's son said that <laughs> oh that's absolutely delightful yeah it was nice that he got one more run out because of course he's had got an uh, assist as well did he not uh, not quite no he played the ball over the top Matter would have got the assist okay uh, still very fitting that he was involved very yeah. fitting indeed but yeah he, he played well I think he got man of the match actually but I mean I think everybody including Watford on the, on the on the pitch you know made sure he got that man of the match if you know what I mean they weren't going anywhere near him no. <laughs> um, no, exciting win for United anyway <laughs> do you know what was funny was to see Richarlison miss a chance and I thought oh yeah him yeah. he was a blast from earlier on in the season yeah. wasn't he what, that's, Watford's whole season has been like that hasn't it I know Richarlison so is very well. young he's only 21 sure Started uh, the season very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. But Michael Carrick, a word for him, because a, a very underrated player, the type of player we don't really appreciate fully on these shores. I think he's shores. rated now, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, generally speaking, I mean, how many England caps has Michael Carrick got? Yeah, he's but played Alan about Shea- four competitive but games. But Alan, was it Alan Shearer who yeah. said um, that perhaps the reason why is he always got very nervous with England, he, he didn't quite like it, he didn't take to the setup. That could have played a factor. Right, OK. So I know what you mean. Sometimes we do think, well, why on earth did he not get a little bit more? And perhaps in his 30s, he could have played a bit more for England. If he did start there... <sighs> which did he start uh, I, I know, I know that he didn't play uh, he played a very low amount of competitive games for England he, he did yeah he did um, and he was a, a fantastic I mean Pep Guardiola do you know what Pep Guardiola said about him oh yeah he said he's one of the best holding midfielders I've ever seen in my life by far he is the level of Xavi Alonso Sergio Busquets in Barcelona and Bayern Munich was, he, was yeah. this in the post-match because um, <laughs> yeah. he was it was like a genuine reverie wasn't it it was like Guardiola was having a, a religious experience <laughs> 100 points oh my god <laughs> oh my god he's like Homer Simpson <laughs> Yeah. Ah, yeah. To, be, yeah. to be fair I was thinking about Man City 
There was 114 points available yeah. for them, and they got 100 it's of phenomenal. them. Phenomenal! It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I think I would be absolutely giddy. I mean, I'm sure he Guardiola is like a, and I'm not. This is not. Do you think he had a full-on erection? When oh, he was... mate, he is a massive football nerd. So yeah. like, I can't imagine him having any other interest. Yeah, I'm sure he has, <laughs> but I can't imagine him having any. Apart other. from Catalonian independence, Turtleneck. what other interests does he have? Turtleneck. 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 Did he not get spotted at a Foo Fighters concert a while back? That something like bell, that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I'm scratching around here though. That, I mean, <laughs> that is. <laughs> He was only checking counting fire exits. What? What are your interests? I once went to a Foo Fighters concert. <laughs> yeah, it's a smokescreen. Yeah, as a smokescreen. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. But, but Carrick, uh, Carrick, credit, yeah. credit to the game, and, and you know, wish him all the best in his retirement because he has been a fantastic. Player. Oh yeah. Man United. Sorry, his post match was really interesting as well because you know he was asked if he was emotional, all the usual things when a, when a player retires. <laughs> he was like, actually, I'm really excited. I'm looking yeah. forward to what's right ahead. It, it seems very clear that they're paving the way for him to have a, a yep. significant role at United. And he is that type. I mean, yeah. people would say that he is. On his preparation, the way he took being a footballer seriously, he was—he never skipped anything. He never cut any corners. He's a proper, a proper professional athlete. I think yeah. he'll probably apply that to coaching mm-hmm. and be very successful doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly different with Carrick. He's not sort of uh, finishing where people think oh, he could play on a bit longer. Uh, he's thirty-six, is he? He's playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's won everything there, mm. uh, but also in the in this season and the and the and the one or two seasons before that, started very few games, hasn't played yeah. that much, and then didn't he have sort of slight heart murmurings or something mm. like that? Um, so I think for him, it was always going to kind of finish this way and so on. Um, I mean, this is kind of the last Fergie guy, really, isn't it? It's so, kind of yeah. one of his last kind of like not big signings, but you know what I mean. One of his last pieces of influence on the team mm. gone. Yeah, in, 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 certainly in a major way. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird that it was found. It, it was like an irregular heart rhythm, wasn't it? That's he right. was found quite late on in his career. I don't yeah. know if that affected his decision or anything. But well, I but I think out. all in all, he's probably very happy with his lot and yeah. very happy to, to retire, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Man United finished the season on 81 points. Yeah. The league table does lie. It's the biggest conundrum, um, yeah. I think, since we've, we've started doing this show because I have not enjoyed them play a single time this season. Mm. <laughs> not once. Well, they started relatively well, didn't they? Scoring oh, of course they did. Yeah, that's a bit, that's unfair. The three to away win at Man City. Yeah, the start, the start of, I think, well, yeah, the start of the season they were good as well. They were good, that's fair, yeah. actually, but it's just more recently it's been a bit of a dirge, hasn't it? But I think normally, or not normally, but we've seen Mourinho teams like the Chelsea side that uh, won the league in his second spell there. They like to be the big bullies and, and blast teams away early on and then kind of consolidate that. Yes. And it just couldn't well, happen because they were chasing. And it just shows you how good Man City have been this season because I did a show on the radio at the weekend and we were talking about players of the season, managers of the season everything. And we ended up having to say, right, with the exception of Man City, yeah. because it was just so boring yeah. otherwise. I mean, we tried to do a manager of the season thing and you th- we had to say without Guardiola yeah. because I mean, it's ridiculous. Because it's going to be Guardiola even though Sean Dyche Earthworm Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Rafa Benitez. Did I even suggest Roy Hodgson? I went for Benitez. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I think it's very Did disres- you? Yeah. I think Wasn't it's- Sean Dyche? Yeah. I think it's really disrespectful that Wenger's not in the conversation given everything he's given to the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when Ryan Giggs got on the, on the old, did he get player of the year or something because he'd never won it before. Oh, is that right? Yeah, in his final right. season. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, nice it was for very big... much his good fellas Oscar for yeah. the departed. Exactly. <laughs> nice for Big Veng to get his uh, first away win in ages on his final match in charge at yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Well, that was, get uh, that monkey off his back. Well, quite, yeah. But he got a nice yeah. reception, didn't he? He did. He got, he's, he's had a brilliant reception everywhere he's been, actually. And it's, it's been very sort of um, heartening to see sort of the affection that he's been held held in from, from from other fans as well and it's yeah it's you know it's 
a lot of people are saying, oh God, yes, Wenger out, Wenger out, Wenger out, and then suddenly he's the greatest manager ever. But it's, you know, it's, it's not quite, a, yeah. That is a, a very reductive way of looking at it. Obviously, I like they used can... planes this time. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like the, the positive plane. I didn't think we'd ever see a positive plane. No. Yeah. So now your new manager gets positive planes. Now you're pl- are you plane neutral now? Oh. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I don't know about neutral. There's been more negative planes than, than positive planes. But um, so it's, much a step in, it's a yeah, it's a flight in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Port Vale do? Uh, Port Vale fans uh, funded a plane um, for Saturday to mock the Stoke fans, forgetting uh, that, of course, they were playing on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> nice. So they flew the plane, they flew the plane oh, over. We, we are running oh. out of fuel. How long do you want us up here for? That's great. Uh, have you got enough for tomorrow afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing, a, doing, you, a, doing an in-flight refuel that, that's going to cost you a hundred grand <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow I've got to fly over the Emirates yeah. Yeah. or wherever they were playing Huddersfield yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> David Ospina has said that uh, the Arsenal squad would like clarity over who's coming in to replace Big Veg. I think we all would David yeah. according to reports obviously Mikel Arteta Patrick Vieira Julian Nagelsmann and Max Allegri will be interviewed for the position mm. I like the thought of a manager being interviewed yeah the Ospina's um, not alone in that have you got your CV <laughs> you yeah, should know I, it I'm I Max Allegri it's, it's looking a lot like Allegri will be staying with Juventus isn't it Mikel Arteta is a massive favourite yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it seems to be hugely swinging that way which is an interesting appointment a lot of people say that you know obviously he's, un, he's inexperienced he's only had a couple of seasons at City and people say well Wenger was inexperienced but you know he'd won the league and, and the cup in France and he had 10 years of experience as a manager at that time so it would be a risk but he's coming into uh, he's coming into a setup, isn't he which we're all aware of you know um, mm. Patrick Vieira would be less of a risk in, in CV terms yeah Yes, certainly. Um, I, I just feel like Arteta is, is going to happen. It's a, it's, a, it's a risk for both of them because if it doesn't work out, it sort of, it, you know, it, it holds him back a lot. Um, it's, it's a very, very intriguing one. I wonder if he could get in the players that Arsenal need. Would he be sort of, you know, would he have that sort of status? But also, well, is, probably... is Max Allegri going to come in and work in this sort of setup? Well, exactly. And, and, and also, Arteta's not going to be demanding ridiculous amounts of money, which True. historically, um, Arsene Wenger hasn't either. So mm. I think it would be continuation on that on that side that the board would probably be really f- uh, happy with. But um, I'm surprised more managers aren't massively declaring. So like, if the job like yeah. this comes up, like you're going, I, I want this that, job. Yeah. I want this job. Well, I don't care was, where I'm at now. What, I want this job. It was widely reported a while back that Ancelotti was really interested, but yeah. I don't know that's still the case. Mm. I, I think... Um, I personally, Jim and I were chatting about this before we came on. I personally, it's just my personal opinion. I don't have any insight into who they're going after or anything like that. My my personal opinion is that Arteta would be would be a good move because, as Jim's touched on, he's going into a setup. It's all there for them. Uh, Arteta's the kind of guy you'd you'd imagine he'd be a bit more of a coach's coach. You'd just be like, give me the players and I'll work with them. And that seems to to suit what they want to do because they've mm. brought these other guys in behind the scenes. So, um, and I know for a fact. Arteta is very, very highly rated as a coach. I mean, Guardiola, I think Guardiola is quite desperate to, for him to stay, but he also understands that, of course, he wants to go to, for a big job and he gets yeah. that. But I think he would go with his blessing, but I think he would be desperately sad to lose him. Um, so that tells you everything you need to know about how key Arteta has been to Man City this season. So sure. I, I think I think a, a young, hungry coach in that setup that they've established there would be a good move, personally. I don't, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but with all that setup you talk about, the club seems to be sort of fairly well set up. You need to manage the players. You need to, to, to man-manage them as well, among other things. And he has, as far as I'm aware, very little experience of doing that. It depends what type of character he well, is. He's never managed the game. That's, yeah. that's my concern. And, and would he not well. have played with a few of those players, potentially? So, I don't know. On the basis of that, I would say Patrick Vieira, who knows the club, who knows the setup and so on, who has managed mm. players, who has says, you're not playing this week and you've, you've done this and you're a naughty boy and all this yeah. sort of chat... To, you basically talking to Aubameyang, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Not gonna... quite yet, but probably <laughs> at some point, yeah. yeah. Well, what, but, I mean, there are certain players in that team you sort of go, God, any man 
manager would be so happy to inherit those players. I think so. I, mean, Pete, I was saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying a couple of couple of positions at the back they need to sort out. They do look very top heavy to me. A mm. um, couple of um, signings at the back, uh, perhaps a new keeper, and. I would argue they're supposed they should be better than sixth anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean the new manager has to get more out of those defenders in particular. The, the defensive side of the team has been very very sloppy for a long time. It'd be interesting to see how that's addressed. But I think um, Arsenal are at quite a sort of pivotal time. You know they don't want to spend too long out of the Champions League. Minimum requirement should be mm. a proper push to get back into the yeah, top for four. Sure. And if things don't work out with Arteta and he can't do that, you know, and he does end up being replaced that diminishes the status of who that person is. So it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's an sure. interesting risk. It is, yeah. But when you say get back in the Champions League, think of the five teams who are ahead of them. Hard, oh, very quite. hard. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very, very hard indeed. It's not an easy job. It, it there'll almost be more effective lobbying the UEFA to get it mm-hmm. changed. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. Um, the National League playoff final happened. Tranmere Rovers are back in the Football League, yes. everybody. Nice. They beat Boreham 2-1 to get themselves back in, despite having a man sent off after 48 seconds. That was astonishing. That was absolutely <laughs> astonishing. Yeah, I, I, not great preparation. It was not a great two, start. It was a two-footer. Although, <laughs> imagine that's the only time he plays at Wembley. That guy. I know. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I don't know if it is, but yeah, I, for me, it was an orange card. <laughs> yeah, what do you I, think? Could, I could, I could have. You know what? I've, I know I've been on the show on record by saying that you know you can't change the laws depending on the occasion or the point in the game it is. But they did for Man United in that League Cup final against Aston Villa. Was yeah, it Vidic or someone right. who brought down Agbon Lahore when um, Villa were under Martin O'Neill? It was a yeah. red card. Yeah, it, so it does happen. We've, we've established it does yeah. happen. But to me, I don't know if that was a nailed on red anyway. Yeah, I I can understand why, and I just think the angle I'm coming from is that well, if the angle re- he was going, yeah, at, I think the problem that was the problem. <laughs> the referee needs to be a hundred percent sure of he's going to dish out a red card in the big final at Wembley after 48 seconds. He's got to be mm, sure, mm. and I don't think he could have been sure based on the angle and the tackle and stuff. It was a it was a terrible t- challenge, yeah. but I think honestly, I think that the referee could have given a yellow for that. Said. Come on, we're not here for that. Yep. And no one would have said anything about it. The game would have continued. Well, Tranmere won, nonetheless. Uh, and they were relegated three years ago after a 94-year spell in England's top four divisions. So they will feel that it's uh, that their, their, their place in the Football League has rightly been earned mm. and they're back to where oh, they yeah, should be. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and, you know, club sp- Tranmere, Rose. Speaking of refereeing and stuff, I mean, we, we mentioned that Chelsea were bitten by Newcastle. And, of course, that meant because Liverpool won easily that they, they were in, in the top four. And, and, and well done to them. I watched that game and the refereeing in that game was absolutely appalling. I mean, it was it was atrociously bad. And I think, you know, in light of the fact that we've not got any officials going to the World Cup in the summer, you'd, you'd hope they'll be doing some sort of internal review yeah. uh, in English football um, ahead of next season because I think that, that example, that's not a terrible decision by the referee in that trauma game. I, sort of, I do understand it. I mean, it's not personally what I would have done, but I understand it. But the refereeing elsewhere in the, in the country... Particularly by Kevin Friend at Anfield was was astonishingly well, it, bad, and it, I think and I think we have to mention that it, it's come at a most unwelcome time because they'll just throw VAR, VAR to that's all they'll do. They won't inc- increase the, uh, but that's not so, happening. I know, but like in the future, I mean, it, it'll be coming. It, it'll get there. But you know, it'll, it'll get there. Do you know the name of the referee from Wembley at the weekend? Uh, ne- no. Neil Hare. So, <laughs> I think you should go to the World Cup based on that. That's alone. great. <laughs> was, the uh, thing is, Pete, if they bring in VAR for a game, Kevin Friends refereeing on that basis, we'll still, they'll still be playing. Did yeah. say, so did many you... things need to be overturned. We'll still be there. <laughs> what I liked about the uh, the Fulham uh, match, I was thinking about Mitrovic. He's not going to enjoy VAR. He's not going to enjoy a playoff uh, with with VAR. His little slide digs no. he likes to put in. <laughs> when... Do you know what, Pete? Horncastle says something really funny about that on the constant. He said one of the unintended consequences of VAR in Italy is there's been something like 150 fewer yellow cards. Really? All the players who like to have a little dig they're worried they're going to get picked <laughs> up on the video so they've stopped doing it brilliant so there's been no there's been hardly any suspensions in comparison to the season yeah, before. yeah. Oh, that's interesting there yeah. was a um, clean up the game 
I enjoyed the uh, Coventry uh, Notts County uh, match. That mm. pitch, the Rico Arena, was just absolutely waterlogged. <laughs> it was like a water bath. It was fantastic. Oh, as opposed to any other bath, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get into the things you bathe in. <laughs> mud bath, ass, ass milk, mud, mud bath. You know, again, mud bath, mud bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peaks, like, peaks like Cleopatra and Mark Anthony. He bathes in acid, ass's milk every Friday. I once uh, played a football <laughs> match with Rupert Fry, a friend of the show, South American football player. Uh, he hasn't done Redi- that for ages. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't yeah. keep up. Oh, you, ca- you see him a lot, best friend. For his birthday, he took everyone to uh, Reading. Uh, to play at Reading, oh, that's Reading's right, yeah, ground. yeah. And uh, they, I was just surprised about <clears throat> the bath situation. Mm. And back in the day, obviously, um, footballers would all take a bath together. <laughs> communal bath, yeah, communal bath. Uh, now, obviously, you have like showers, but you have separate baths. It was about that's five right, yeah. baths. And honestly, I filled a bath because I'd sprained my ankle. I b- filled a bath With in what? about in about five seconds. It fills up so quickly. I was, the the bandwidth. Of that water, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is Premier League stuff." They were Premier League then. I yeah. um, Pete, the reason I, the reason I didn't go to Rupert Fry's stag thing for that game is because the, I was gone. The best man texted me, didn't tell me who he was or who it was for, and I thought, "Oh, this is a wrong number." Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, 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 it was quite that, wasn't it? So yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, Pete will go. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you find my number, you've achieved friend status. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well done to Tranmere. Absolutely. Yeah, well done, Absolutely. Is this my friend Stag Do? It's a Stag Do. <laughs> yeah. <Get it off. laughs> Who do you know here then? What? <laughs> You're a gun for hire. Get the, I'm getting the mojitos in. That's a, perfect for, that's a perfect full-time job for you, Pete. Just yeah. being mm. room meat on Stag weekends. Yes. Room yeah. meat. Yeah. Not sure Just I bumping that. the numbers up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But, but yeah. also bringing the party. Yeah. <laughs> You're, a, You're a fun drunk. Mm. Yeah, fun Which is a rare drunk. thing. Airbnb and Pete. Yeah, there we go. Banter and I Pete. I one of those and <laughs> Yeah. Let's get out of here. All right, that's a good idea. No, no, for a break. <laughs> oh, then after this bit, but then we go. Before out. the break, uh, Tramir Rose's manager is Mickey Mellon, and no one should forget that. No, no certainly Neil not. Neil and Mickey Mellon at the same place. <laughs> my you don't hair in your melon. Detective agency. Twisted my melon. Right, let's talk about Scottish football after this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. Why aren't we doing the McLaren one anymore? Because we, I think oh, we you're not on death. the buttons. We yeah. did it to death. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the preview show, of course, sponsored by Bet365, is out on Thursday. We're going to have a new better, won't yeah. we? Yeah, Nicole, you got one, but you didn't get two, I'm afraid. Uh, Surprisingly, um, mind you, I will give, I will cut Nicole a bit of slap because the final day of the season is impossible. Final day. It's like the first day. It's impossible to predict. So, um, yeah, but um, Burnley were beaten at home by uh, Bournemouth, so no winning bet there. Uh, show at thefootballramble.com for a new best better, please. There we are. There we are. Let's talk about Scottish football. Aberdeen inflicted Brendan Rodgers' first domestic home defeat since taking over at Celtic. The Dandies finished second. They they won one nil at Celtic Park. Was Ooh, Brendan's yeah. upset? Brendan upset? Uh, <laughs> I think he, you could see in his face he was a little bit miffed. But then they brought out the trophy. And he was like, "Oh, that's better. That'll do." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he remind he reminded himself what he's achieved. The trophy had a load of envelopes in it. <laughs> And he pulled them out and they all had uh, Aberdeen players in there. I was going to say, they all had the rest of the, the teams in the Scottish Andy Dons, you can't write them off. They come second in the Very end. good, very good indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they needed to, um, what did they need to do? They needed to sort of better or, or do better than Rangers uh, on the last day. And they did because Rangers could only manage a five-all draw that at Easter Road. insane. It's they madness. They were 3 down after about 20 minutes. Yeah, but then went 5-3 up. Yep. Yeah. And then the Hibs pegged them back 5-all. Because was there some sort of quirk in the table which meant if the Hibs beat them 6-0 or something, they would have gone above them? Because I, well, oh, I, I'm reading between the lines because at three 0 the fans were all going six six we're going to make it six or whatever. Oh, is that and right? And I think that's what I thought that was why, but I haven't I haven't checked. No, I don't, I'm, uh, no, I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, Rangers <laughs> ended up finishing third. Hibs were fourth. But it shows you how good Celtic are under Rodgers because normally in uh, Scotland, people remember from from years ago, you'd have first and second was reasonably tight, and mm. then a huge gap between yeah. second mm. and third. Whereas actually, second, third, and fourth, it's been quite a nice little battle between those three I mean Aberdeen probably always uh, on top uh, well not always Rangers were a bit there but, but Aberdeen worthy of their yeah, second Marcus, place yeah Marcus if Hibs had beat Rangers they would, they would need a decent goal swing but they could have gone above them on goal difference oh, that's what are. they were doing well, that's why they started yeah. off quite uh, quite rapidly yeah. but, that, but going back to what I was saying Rogers doing such a fine job at Celtic it, the gap between first and second is there and so for yeah. the, for the do you so know big what? two's become a big but, one basically. yeah exactly but it would really be interesting if Celtic had you know Ronnie Dealer again yeah, uh, because it's so nice to see second, third, and fourth actually being competitive well, well, in Scotland. Having for so many years, as I say, what it was like before. If you had a, a real sort of genuine kind of top four contention, well, right, um, Stephen Gerrard was apparently saying that he only wants to keep three senior pros at Rangers. Is that right? He wants wow. to turn over that many that many players. Yeah, flipping. <laughs> yeah, so it could be a bigger uh, could be a bigger uh, change next season. Yeah, could do you think there'll be a change at Brecon City? 
this season. Well, apparently not, according to their owner. Yeah, we, we he seems of... to think he seems to be very happy despite his team being the worst team in Britain. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brecon City, they'll uh, be playing League One football in, in Scotland next season. I mean, a couple, this was a, confirmed a couple of weeks ago, of course, but I found some of the comments that their, their owner made uh, quite interesting. So their season finished um, at the end of April and they managed four points all season. <laughs> no wins. Four points out of 36 <laughs> games. I mean, it's not quite the, the 100 points of Manchester City, of I don't course. think people are going to be piling on the season tickets anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you didn't even give us a win this season. Uh, yeah, a ticket's still available on the door and at half-time, yep. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the Brecon uh, chairman, Ken Ferguson, uh, doesn't sound he'll be likely to be changing manager anytime soon. He said, a great test of a manager is how players respond to them. And Darren, who's of course the manager, Darren Dodds, has done a great job maintaining morale in the dressing room through ha- such a hard season. We've never seen the heads go down. If he can keep players on side in such a difficult season, he must be doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. I mean, you're not judged on that, are you? Smiles on players' faces. Uh, Is the dressing room happy? It shouldn't be! (laughs) (laughs) No one should be happy with that! The morale's never dropped. They're not even angry. I know. He was player manager not that long ago, old uh, Darren. Dodgy. Yeah, and I think he was studying at uh, university and stuff. And His head's been turned by the studies, I think. (laughs) Brecon City, my goodness sake. He, He, um... He played for Brecon as well, I think. He did. I think, yeah, was he, he was, he's not playing manager now, he was he? Uh, not now, but he, he, he was up until quite recently. Okay, right. Is there yeah. a future in the game for Darren Dodds? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's, well, listen, his immediate future is very much in the Scottish League One. So, <laughs> along with his team. Yeah, maybe so. But four, I mean, four points. I mean, I noticed that my, <laughs> my local team, Gosford Borough, they avoided relegation, I think, on the final day. To, uh, they're in, I think they're in the Southern Premier. Um, they avoided relegation and they got a goal difference of minus 104 that's outrageous <laughs> they stayed wow. up by three points that's nice so you know Brecon City getting four points across the season in hindsight I wish we'd have picked up on this earlier and we could have followed them every week <laughs> mm. and they got a win yet have they got a win yet mm. we could have gone up there smiles on faces where is Brecon Marcus it's in Scotland yeah I know that <laughs> <laughs> it's near the beacons yeah yeah, yeah. Jim Brecon City Finger fancy, in. fancy it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think he'll probably get a better job yeah out of, order to to turned around. <laughs> Out of order to Brecon. Out of order to Brecon. Brecon bad. Brecon <laughs> yeah. records, more like, of underachievement. Yes, exactly. Show I think... a bit of respect to Glebe Park. Right, it's time to move on from this nonsense. You, you Google that. I did, yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Right, it's now time for our England moments with LG, of course. Um, yes, our England moments feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors, of course of the FA and the England men's teams. Ahead of the World Cup, we we are reliving an iconic England moment every Monday. It's chosen by you, the good listeners. And with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV. Can't argue with that. The winner of the TV will be announced on the final show of this series feature on Monday the 4th of June. Last week, we had David Beckham's performance of free kick against Greece in qualification for World Cup 2002. This week... Daniel Rice, who describes himself as a Watford fan from Brighton, has chosen England beating the Netherlands 4-1 at Euro 96. Oh, Oy, what Daniel's a in the pot. Daniel. In, <laughs> all right, OK. Be consistent with the uh, melody. OK. Yeah. All right. right. And the beat. 4-1, Peter. Two for Shearer, two for Sheringham, one for Clivert. Mm. They will do that. <laughs> a, a young Jim Campbell's 14th birthday. Was it? Oh. How did you celebrate? Just by watching? Just by watching. Nice. <laughs> Remains probably my best birthday ever, just because that was, it was such a seismic game. Were you on your own? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember during the blackout years. <laughs> yeah, we had such a lovely time. Uh, one of my friends got rather drunk on little stubby uh, Belgian lagers, and oh, uh, he, he was drank, underage. He drank, he drank out of a wok. He drank out of a wok. You must have been fourteen at the time. 
No, because I'm older than Jim. Yeah, aren't you'd be what? You weren't yeah, 18, were you? Yeah. You were a year younger than me. I was 15. Oh, you're 15. Okay, right. What's the drinking age in Hartlepool? I can remember. I can remember my 15 year olds. I was also. If 15. you can hold it, you can drink it. <laughs> yeah, I can. Re- <laughs> I can remember my 15 year old self um, saying to my uncle. Uh, that um, I thought Shearer sliced his finish into the top corner. Yeah, right. I didn't really know any better. Scuffed it, did he? Yeah, and he was, it. and he was absolutely fuming. To the point where <laughs> he took me out into uh, my grandparents' garden. I had like, and a big garden. Punched you. And he, uh, yeah, I just, I just left me there. Will let me back in the house? No. And uh, he showed me how she had the whores on you. Because my uncle was quite a good football player, so he showed me Shearer's technique, and I was like, "All oh, right, yeah." I did you miss part of the game for that? Was this immediately? That was after? Right. <laughs> no, it would have been, been like a week after, probably. We're just yeah. talking about it. Or something. Oh, that Shearer goal is one of the best. Passing moves an England team has ever put together, and it resulted in a goal. It was absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, I think Euro '96 was obviously a wonderful thing. We we drew with Switzerland, one all game to start with. It was a little bit underwhelming, wasn't it? Then there was you know the the Scotland game, and um, but but like this really consolidated like the feel good factor. Oh yeah, this made it. This is I thought England were going to win after. Yeah, exactly. Mm. This is what made us all think that. Because this was an incredible Dutch but, but, side. But you know, you know, they say like history is written by the victors and all that. And never has there been more, uh, never has there been a more acute example of that than this game. Because it's almost like I know it's not done on purpose, but it's almost like a complete conspiracy about how um, how the, the Dutch actually played. If you if you watch the highlights, it just shows the England chances and, and goals. I remember Netherlands having a load of good chances in that game, mm. and, and the difference being that England were. Re- like uncharacteristically ruthless mm, mm. and then and I'm not taking anything away from England because I enjoyed the game and it was a fantastic game and all the rest of it and I, I honestly at 15 I thought well, England are going to win this now yeah. we're at home and we can if we can beat Holland we can beat anyone obviously we later found out the Dutch had these problems in the camp and all the rest of it the usual stuff um, but honestly Holland played okay I remember I remember reading an article where um, someone pointed out that going into about two or three minutes from half time the commentator says um, England could really do with half time here because Netherlands were pushing and pushing mm, and pushing yeah. and when they scored their goal at the end to make it 4-1 the commentator also it might have been Martin Tyler he, he says oh they deserve at least that they deserve at least that Netherlands mm. so, so it wasn't quite as one sided of course we won 4-1 and that's that and you yeah. take your chances and in tournament football ruthlessness is what you need more mm. than anything else so I get all that but I'm just saying Netherlands did actually play their part in that mm. game yeah absolutely but in the second half England scored three goals in 11 minutes and it was yeah. just dead after that. Threw away. Absolutely incredible. Well, they needed the goal from Cliver, of course, to go through. Mm, and do, do, you remember, which, do you remember what else that did? Because Scotland made sure that they didn't qualify Indeed. for the qualifying. Yeah, yeah put them out. I mean, let's, have a, let's spare a thought for uh, that wonderful piece of skill, rare skill from Paul Ince to win the penalty yeah, in yeah. the first half when he sort of knocked, it, not a Cruyff turn, but it was, you know, inspired by that past um, Danny Blint yeah. Who, who just upended him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a fine centre-half, and Paul Lynch mugging him off with a lovely little flick yeah. uh, and to win the penalty, which, of course, Shearer dispatched as he does. But he was one of those players, Shearer, wasn't he, mm. where you just you just knew he was going to score. There's, there's no way he's missing. Oh, it. yeah. Keeper uh, goes the right way. But did he, he's did you ever miss, like, one or two in his whole career? He took all of the penalties for all of the teams. One of them against far. Sunderland. Yeah. Did he Terrible. really? I forgot yeah. about that. I think he missed one away to Poland that rings uh, about. in a qualifier uh, for England. What do you, he scored. Uh, what do you think about... So, so in the Euro 96, of course, this is England's standout result because on, on paper, at least, Netherlands were, were a good team. Um, and we had every game at Wembley, didn't we? That yeah, was how which it was is a bit naughty. Yeah, but we were probably... Are we ever going to get a better chance than, than, than doing something in, in that tournament? Not uh, in this generation. Yeah, I, I mean, it really, as you say, England at Wembley for every game 
playing against a, a sort of a, a fair enough Germany won the competition, but it was slightly aging German side, taking them to extra time. No, I don't, and, and it would have been Czech Republic in the final. I mean, surely England at Could home, and you know, I know who knows, blah blah blah. Uh, but no, England, it was a wonderful opportunity, and I think yes, we enjoyed Euro '96 very much. So, but I was a bit young, you know, what will be thirteen, fourteen, Jim, as you say. Uh, and you kind of get wrapped up in it and the England obviously go out penalties and say, ah, oh, it's a great shame and so on. But, oh, what a great tournament. Actually, when I look back now, yes, of course it was a great tournament, but I think, oh, what an opportunity. Yeah. And actually, you know, I don't think England, might they ever win a tournament in my lifetime? That They'll never get a better chance than that. Yeah. Until oh. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, You take your chances if you're clinical. There you we are. Kane and Vardy up top. And also, we... we... <laughs> If anything, we were just way ahead of our time because Netherlands are terrible now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, anyways, on, they, they've reached the World Cup final since then. This is the prime mover that, that sent Netherlands on their bad uh, on their bad run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, semi-finals yeah, and finals yeah. of World Cups. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Not, not a win, is it? <laughs> no. It's, it's the, well, they've got wins to get there, of course, but I uh, take the... Poor old Gus Hitting apparently had a bit of a nightmare trying to keep the team together and all the rest of it, and yeah. there was all this stuff that went on behind the scenes. There were splits in the camp. And Party Paddy the, Cliver. The, uh, the, I, the Ajax <laughs> contingent and all that kind of stuff. Oh, dear you, can, well, you can always rely on that from the Netherlands. Same way you can always rely on England <laughs> being terrible at penalties. Just yeah, but we all get along, though. Yeah, mm. <laughs> we never used to. Man United and Liverpool cliques all yeah. over the gap. Yeah, we just enough. didn't hear about it until years later. Rio Ferdinand <laughs> saying that uh, club rivalries killed off the golden generation. Yeah, the golden generation, even though they never actually won anything. <laughs> the, I've, I've always maintained the golden generation in any sport should only be attributed if retrospectively. Retrospectively, yeah, yeah. that was a golden generation, <laughs> not this is a golden generation. Yeah, they have a fine crop of players. Let's see what they do. Yeah. You don't give them gold. No. Not straight away. Certainly not. I prefer to call it like Gary Neville did, England, the Tony Blair years. <laughs> which he wonderfully Gar- wrote. Tony Blair is a piano. Um, <laughs> and what a better way to experience more England moments this summer, if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar. To win a new LG TV, just email into competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment for that chance to win, and we'll select another on uh, Monday. Um, don't forget, the, the competition winner will be selected from the shortlist we've already been broadcasting. So um, today's uh, selector, Daniel Rice, selector, uh, with England beating the <laughs> Netherlands in Euro 96, is on the list. And we've had, obviously, Stuart Pearce's penalty back in 96 as well. David Platt's goal against Belgium in World Cup 90. And Beckham's free kick, as Marcus said earlier, uh, versus Greece in the qualification for World Cup 2002. Who's going to be next week? We don't know yet. Uh-huh, but we'll, but we'll find we'll select out. select another one on Monday. Certainly. There's our latest England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it, live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Marvellous. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you uh, for the preview show on Thursday, of course. Uh, until then, keep your fingers crossed for Johns. And say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Bye. Bye from me. <laughs> up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 